WBNE. Hello from elsewhere. I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. And welcome to the podcast where we explore the themes and symbolism in pop culture. And this episode comes to you straight from the flooded wreckage of the second Death Star. Because today we're discussing the significance of character names in Star Wars. Thanks, Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite cantina band. Uh-huh. They're very popular. It'd only be more popular if they had Salacious B. Crumb helping them out. Like just laughing in the background? <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's of his experimental talent. experimental music? Yeah, that's his talent. Mm. You know, there's all kinds of vocalizations that end up in music. His is just a cackle. His creepy cackle. Yeah. There you go. I'm for it. I like it. Put it in there, George Lucas. Make it canon. He doesn't really have... He's not in charge yeah. anymore. <laughs> Kathleen. You can ask Thank Kathleen you, to Kathleen. do it. Thank you, Kathleen. Kathleen can put it in. Casey, I have some uh, very pertinent to our episode uh, trivia that I found today. Ooh, yeah. You know, you like you like trivia. I love trivia. I like trivia. I'm excited about this. So in this episode where we've been researching all about names in Star Wars, I came across this fantastic Reddit article where the author of the article, the writer of the article, did a ton of research um, using the Social Security Administration database because they've kept records from, I think it was like 1880. Wow. Um, So they've compared the the SSA, I'm going to say that for short, their data with Star Wars and when it came out and like the names that became popular among children. Oh, nice. And uh, so here are some facts for you. In... 2014, only 10 boys were named Kanan, whereas in 2016, 67 boys were named Kanan. You know, our pal, Kanan Jarrett. From Star Wars Rebels, if you're unaware. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka didn't show up in the database until 2014 and has been given to five girls, at least five girls, every year since. I thought that one might be higher. That one seems mm. kind of low to me. You think more girls would be named Ahsoka? Yeah, I do. I'd be surprised to find five a year. And you got to remember, the Social Security Administration is just America. U- United States. Yeah, so just the United true. States. So if you were talking worldwide, maybe you'd get a few more. I don't know. Um, sadly, no variation of Sheev oh, man. has been found. Maybe we'll be the first. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Sheev being the first name of Palpatine. Yes. Which was only Grand made... Grandpappy. Made, yeah, Grand Grand Palpy. Yeah, Grand Palpy. (laughs) It was only made canon as his first name, like, in the last few years, the Sheev Mm. thing, so. Padme has been given to at least 96 babies since 2006. Anakin first appears in the SSA data in 1995, given to only five baby boys. So that's, like, before the first movie came out. True, but they do say his name in Return of the Jedi. So those people were probably still big Star Wars nerds. They yeah. were digging deep then. Yeah. Okay. Because in 1999, after the movie Phantom Menace comes out, it's given to 114 boys. And then in 2016, it was given to 220 boys. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of little Annie's running around. <laughs> I hope they call them Annie. Annie, Annie you better get home quick. <laughs> Storms are coming, Annie. Mara Jade, who is a extended universe Star Wars character. Um, when did she appear? I don't know when she appeared. But since 2001, which is probably around her. Well, it would have been the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. 80s going. or 90s, yeah. Mm. So this is an old, le- they call it Legends, legends. now. So it's not, it's like there's canon and there's Legends. So okay. It's not so, yeah. canon, but yeah. Mara Jade, 
um, which uh, her name has been given to at least 67 girls since 2001. Uh, there were no records of any Yodas or Boba Fett. Oh, man. Poor Yoda. Poor Boba. Poor Sheev. They're such popular characters, but... A little too distinctive little for too, people. I think maybe... Yeah, I mean, if you name your kid Yoda, you're going to be like, oh, that's Star Wars. Right. I think anybody but, would... I mean, Anakin, that's not... That's not common. Yeah. A lot of people might not know, know Ahsoka. That's a little more... Right. Uh, slightly more obscure. Padme maybe, is close to Padma, which Padma, is like an yeah. Indian name. Right. So you could, you know... Uh, this one surprised me. The name Jedi was given to 32 boys in 2016. And since 2002, there have been a, over 150 boys named Jedi. They go by Jed for short? I hope they go by <laughs> something other than Jedi. Oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, I liked this one too. Darth, the name Darth, because you know, as you do, you're like, I'm going to name my kid Darth. Between 1977 and 1979, at least 29 boys were named Darth, and there was no proof of the name Darth being used before Star Wars. (laughs) Like, that's it. You just name your kid Darth because of Star Wars. There's not even like a, it's a family name, like cop out. You could like, when you try and convince your wife that you want to name your kid Darth, you're like, well, I had a great uncle named Darth. <laughs> right. Yeah, but no, there are no I, other Darths. I do, like, I'm all for nerdy names, but it seems weird to me when they're named after like the villainous characters. Mm. That doesn't, I don't know. That That's seems why Anakin's odd to me. interesting too, because. True. That could go either way. Right. Yeah. What? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> And Leia comes in at number one among Star Wars names, um, and it became increasingly more popular. So like in 1976, it was given to 21 babies. Uh, In 2006, it was given to 272 babies. And in 2016, it was given to 1,005 babies. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of Leias out there. Yeah. Now, this is counting first and middle name. Okay. So some of these kids might only be saddled with Darth as a middle name. Maybe, yeah. Maybe That'd it's be a Jedi, little better. Jedi, Jedi Darth. Darth. <laughs> yeah. Palpatine. <laughs> there are they no changed their last yet. name. But yeah. You could look up the Reddit article. I think it was called, you know, something Star Wars Names. And the article came out in 2016. But it was really great. The writer of the article went like group by group to like Clone Wars and, you know, prequels oh, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of compared them all that way too so it was That's well amazing. done that was a ton of research and information that they put into that well and thank you for finding that i yeah. love that information <laughs> i'm really i mean i know that there are star wars name kids out yeah. there we have a friend who named their little little boy luke after spelled different though wasn't it? it's spelled the french, french way, way yeah. l-u-c but it's off of star wars and he's not luke besson eight year eight year eight years old now so he's eight year he's eight year yeah thank you Thank you, everybody. Well, you and I, you and I are obsessed with baby names, so oh, we love this them. is right up our alley of yeah of uh, this kind of this kind of research, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Because if you're gonna name your kids something, well, we want to know how popular it is, so it's you know you don't give them a name that's too popular and yeah, and it looks like the Star Wars ones aren't too popular, Casey. Well, some of our so. kids have some nerdy middle names. Yeah, we gave them pretty normal first names. Well, they sound like old people. If yeah, that normal is old people, yeah. <laughs> But they have nerdy middle, like nerdier middle names. Yes. Um, some obvious, some more than others. But I don't know. None of the Star Wars names have really stuck out to me. Like I need to name my child after this. Sheev. Sheev. Sheev yep. is probably at the top of the list of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, because you want our child to grow up to be an ultimate, ultimate evil emperor. <laughs> yep. 
Today we are talking about the significance and symbolism of names in the Star Wars galaxy. But before we get to that, we have an all-important question. Valerie, what is your favorite character name in Star Wars? I have the hardest time with this one because there are so many good ones. Um, I don't think I believed you when you first told me that Salacious B. Crumb was a character in Star Wars. So that one's pretty funny to me still. It's a great one. And then I really love Hera Syndulla. I'm probably biased because I just love Hera as a character. But also I like that name because it sounds real and made up at the same time. I think like I feel like it could go either way. That's like the best definition of any Star Wars name. Yes. Is like it has to sound well, real. some sound really made up. And made Salacious up. Salacious B. Crumb. True. Real made up. There's a lot of side characters that have pretty made up <laughs> names, but like a lot of the main characters at least yes. have names that sound both made up and very real. Yes. There's this interesting balance there. Star Wars is all about balance. So there you go. So is that yours? Salacious B. Crumb and Hera? And Those Hera, are your, your two top ones. I like Sindula. It's fun to say. Yeah. Well, sometimes they say Sindula, so I don't know oh. what the proper pronunciation there on the last name is. Interesting. Either way, it's fun to say, though. And those are the best names are the ones that are fun to say. For me, this one's hard, too. I have, like, there's the ones that are funny that I really love. Like, you're salacious, you like Salacious Crumb. I like Therm Scissor Punch. Yes. Which is just a classic. Therm Scissor Punch and Droopy McCool, who are both characters who <laughs> apparently gave themselves these names. So they're not their actual name. They're like a moniker, uh. either given by themselves or other people. Right. Uh, Therm Scissor Punch they're is a... They're gangster names. Yeah. Is a character at the Sabak table in Solo. It's just a great name. He's got these, like, lobster pincher hands. Does that make it hard to play a bug like head? Probably. How does he do it? I don't know. But my like serious answer is probably Cassian Andor. Mm. I think that's like one of the most Star Wars sounding names. It's just Cassian Andor. It's perfect. But I'm biased <laughs> because I love Diego Luna and his voice is just melodious. <laughs> I love I love Diego Luna. But I really like Cassian Andor as a character. Like and I love let that the name. record showcase is cheering up over <laughs> yes. Diego I'm blushing, Luna's I'm blushing and wonderful voice. Yep. And finishing my romantic poetry <laughs> to Diego Luna. Um should we hear some uh friend answers? Love to. I I asked if uh we asked some friends and they and they gave us their answers. We like to poll the audience. Which if you want to ever answer these, I usually ask it on my on my like me casey account that's what it's officially no. <laughs> at ice cream manatee on instagram because um i just have more people that i tend to interact on there uh and so if you ever want to answer these questions you're like who are you asking i guess True. i've never Good mentioned point. that yeah. but yes instagram at ice cream manatee speaking of made-up names yeah i just like it, it sounds like ice cream man but mm-hmm. then it keeps going <laughs> and i love manatees so um we got a padme amidala a great name it sounds it very royal yes you know that, oh that was from there's a last, what's her last name? it's padme amidala naberi naberi good job yeah. i had read it today and oh, i was yeah. like oh i didn't know she had another name i figured amidala was the family name or whatever but yeah i don't remember the whole reason do you like in your no. research i don't, I don't remember, remember but why it gets sh- why it gets shortened um your pal emily thurman yes winner of the hello from elsewhere t-shirt she said Ooh. kit fisto who is the, the Jedi with the green tentacles, and he's always yes. smiling. Kit Fisto. That is a good name. Smiley Sarah said Greedo. I'm not sure why, but I love it. I think it just fits his name. Yeah, it like sounds like greedy. Greedy yeah. character, yeah. Eni said Ben Solo. No, but seriously, probably Maz Kanata. I do love the name Maz Kanata. That's great. There's like a lot of internal rhyme in there. Maz Kanata. That's, mm-hmm. that's just, <laughs> that's a fun one. Um, Melody Layman said Ahsoka Tano. 
She sounds like a Jedi or a Force user. Right. Ahsoka Tano. Cammy Weddick said Will Huff Tarkin. Will Huff. That is one was the on my name too, in my list too, because I really love Will Huff. And well, what you, even is that? You got to put the whole like Grand Moff Will Huff Tarkin. Like yes. you got to say the whole thing it's every time. True. That's important. Uh, we got a Darth Revan in there. I'm happy to get that in there. Uh, Deanna Marie said Cassie and Andor. So there you go. Ethan T. Hewlin said Bomb Vimden. I don't know who that is. I had to look this one up. Oh, uh, deep cut. He's in the cantina. He's one of the characters in the uh, cantina. Okay. Which another great one is Kitakikak, who's the everyone's I favorite. I don't even know how you said that. Everyone's favorite Do giant praying mantis uh patron of the cantina yeah but say it again nope cannot do it <laughs> matt cox said who couldn't love r2d2 narrator of the skywalker saga amen uh andy e allegria said grand admiral mithron nerudo i don't remember how to say that but that's thron his actual name okay you can see it says thron there in the middle yeah. but there's some apostrophes in there yeah mithron nerudo yeah Nur- Naruto, yeah, Naruto, I think. Becca Edo said a spoiler, so we're not going to read hers. But and then our pal Casey said Ayla Sakura, also Babu Frick. Oh, we love Babu Frick. I think a lot of characters really fit their name in Star Wars, and Babu Frick is one of those. Yeah, like yeah, that little guy. He just looks like a Babu Frick. Who is voiced by Shirley Henderson, also known as Moaning Myrtle. I a little did bit not of weird know trivia that. For that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a talent. She, uh, yeah. the best part about Babu Frick is the voice. Like, right. I mean, I love the look of Babu Frick, and it's like this little puppet, and it's the best thing ever. But that little, ah, I don't even, I can't even do the little hey. <laughs> yeah. That she, you know, well, Babu Frick's a boy, but Shirley Henderson does this hey thing as it <laughs> as he pokes his head up in the cockpit with right. Zori Bliss, and it's great and so funny. Yeah. She was a great comedic relief as Babu Frick, which we should say now. Maybe should have said 10 seconds ago, there will be spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker in this episode. Many spoilers because there just will be. We've got things to We've discuss. Got, yeah, related to the topic. So spoilers. If you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, go watch it before you listen to the rest of this episode um, because, yeah, big spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Originally, a little peek behind the curtain. We originally planned to have like a very broad episode about names and fiction. So it wasn't just Star Wars. It was going to be Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other stuff as well. And we even started recording and realized it was going to be so long. Cumbersome was the word I would use to define it. And so we decided to split it up and just focus on Star Wars. And then next episode, we will do a Significance of Names episode related to Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So... And a few other honorable Yeah, we might mention some other stuff in there too, but uh, yeah. just So if you have a favorite name between now and then, maybe we can put it in. terms of symbolism, let us know yes. for sure. So yeah, we just wanted to make this a little more focused and we felt better about that. So uh, let's just go right into maybe some of the history with George Lucas right off the bat. Yeah, why did he name it Star Wars? George Lucas was really inspired by like Flash Gordon and these old Saturday morning serials that you would go see at the movie theater. Um, and they were like episodic and, you know, Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and these kinds of things. And so he was, he really wanted to make something set in space, made for kids. But then he was also pretty inspired by like Westerns and Samurai. And um, there's a lot of, you know, Star Wars is just a hodgepodge of stuff um, packaged in this space fantasy and given to kids, basically. He, he, at the time, he realized there weren't a lot of movies made for kids that weren't cartoons. 
Right. And um, he wanted to make something that kids could enjoy, but also adults in a way too. And, you know, because Luke's 19, he's not a kid protagonist, so it's a little bit different, but it's still a kid's movie, a kid's series. Um, originally, it was called The Star Wars. That was the trademark of the name that they got copyrighted was The Star Wars, which just sounds weird now. Yeah, that is odd. Um, the original drafts had really weird names, like amazingly long names. And I'm a big fan of long titles. So, for example, the second script, uh, the second draft of the script, rather, it was called Adventures of the Star Killer, as taken from the Journal of the Wills, Saga 1, colon, The Star Wars, which is just amazing. I love that title so much. <laughs> but it so is long. much like the episode we started recording, Cumbersome. cumbersome. Yeah. But yeah, with the original ideas and brainstorming with George Lucas, he started with a list of names. It's been said that he had like a baby book and maybe a history book. And sort of combining all these real world sounding names and these old sounding names and coming up with different, just a list, a list of names and then sort of throwing them on the page and seeing what happens kind of thing. And those early drafts are pretty bogged down in just names. Um, and some of them don't sound very Star Warsy, like C.J. Thorpe, which just sounds like <laughs> sounds your neighbor. Like an author. <laughs> your, your author neighbor, C.J. Yes. Thorpe. Yeah. He's a screenwriter. So the word Wookiee has an interesting history. George Lucas worked with an actor, and uh, he was a radio DJ, and his name was Terry McGovern. And Terry knew this guy named Bill Wookie. George Lucas never met Bill Wookie, and George hired Terry to give some background voices in his movie THX 1138. So Terry McGovern was just ad-libbing and saying random things. And he, says, he said, I think I ran over a Wookiee back there. And the line wasn't used in the movie, but George Lucas really liked that word, so he named the race of creatures Wookiees after this guy that he'd never met, Bill Wookie, who... Happened to be a tall, hairy man, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bill was really excited watching the movie. He's like, whoa, I'm in this movie. And his kids loved it, too. So That's so fun. Yeah. I need, fun. I need my name. Oh, my name is in Star Wars. There's a Val. There's a Val. Yeah. That's She has unceremonious death way too soon. But, it's true. Yeah. It could be, could be short for Valerie. We don't yeah. know. Valerie Scissor Punch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and one other thing about Terry McGovern. So he was the voice of the stormtrooper who Obi-Wan uses his mind trick on. So the whole, um, ah. these aren't the droids we're looking for. You can go about your business, move along, that guy. But he yes. wasn't on set. You know, he was just the voice later after the fact okay. in the ADR process. And so he was all really excited when he saw the movie and was like, I'm in a scene with Alec Guinness because he had no idea. So <laughs> he didn't know what it, even what he was talking yeah. about, what the point of those lines were. Voice recording is really funny that way. Do you want to know some other origins of words and names? Yeah, I'm looking at your notes here, and I feel like it's in code. What yeah. does Jedi Geki mean? <laughs> so Jedi Geki is the Japanese word for period drama, and those period drama films were usually set in the era of the samurai, and so they called those movies Jedi Geki. And oh, okay. it was said that George Lucas got the word Jedi from that phrase. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. I don't know my... I don't have Japanese pronunciation, pronunciation. but um, and then speaking of the samurai inspiration that George had, uh, we can look at Obi Wan Kenobi, which sounds like a Japanese name. George Lucas even originally wanted an actor named Toshiro Mifune, who had acted in a lot of Akira Kurosawa films, who um, George, whom George Lucas loved. Unfortunately, this actor said no; he didn't want to be in a kids' movie, and just straight up said no. Well, um, and at the time, you wouldn't know whether it was going to be a good movie or a big movie right. or a... well even when they were making it they didn't they thought right. this was a joke and they like star wars was saved in the edit as has been said um Marsha lucas his wife edited 
Star Wars. It was one of the editors. Yeah, one of them. They had a few different editors. Wife at the time. They divorced around the time I returned the Jedi. But she's kind of one of those. That's why everything goes dark. Yeah, she's kind of one of those (laughs) underrated people that was huge in the the success of Star Wars that doesn't probably get enough credit. Anyways, Obi Wan Kenobi. So that's why his name kind of has that feel to it, even though it's played by a British white guy. Yeah. So Alec Guinness. Hello there. R2-D2 as promised. So when they were doing the um, sound editing for American Graffiti, which was a film that George Lucas made before Star Wars. Yeah, Walter Murch was doing the sound editing and he said um, they had like a code down. They were saying he he was basically saying I need real two dialogue too, but he shortened it to I need R2-D2. And George Lucas just liked the sound of it. And so he kind of saved that in his head. Save that for later. There's a lot of these things that George Lucas just liked the sound of it. And it's like that sounds... Like it could fit in this world that I'm creating. And he based a lot of these names on just does it sound and feel like it could be a space western samurai kind of name. I like that because I've always loved the sound of things too. Yeah, that's important. Like I'm not a writer, but I love writing down things that would be fun to use in a book at some point. You know, if I ever became a writer. Right. Which is actually part of where Elsewhere Elsewhere, comes from. Because I always thought it'd be nice to name a character Endicott Elsewhere. I liked the way that sounded. And I've always loved the name, uh, the the word Elsewhere. Which is why when I proposed the name for the podcast, you were just like, yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because I knew you liked that that word. Because I love it. What we talk about. (laughs) Darth Vader. So Vader in Dutch means father. But um, George Lucas didn't have any idea that Vader was Luke's dad at that point. So I think that's just a, a bit of a coincidence. I think it was more like he liked the sound of it or um, it sounds a bit like Invader. And then Darth kind of sounds like Dearth, which I thought was pronounced Darth, but you corrected me on that one. D-E-A-R-T-H, which means like a lack of. And then it also sounds like Dark, Dark Father. Little did he know that 29 boys would be named Darth. He had no idea. Actually, <laughs> he did. He planned it. Yeah, and those people that was have to the pay George Lucas plan. royalties now. <laughs> to use the name Darth. For their baby. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they call their child, they have to give him a penny. So we touched on it a little bit, but what is like the style of names in Star Wars? I feel like a lot of them are very on the nose. Like they'll be descriptive in some way. And then others, like we said, feel both made up and not. Like, oh yeah, that's a good name. I accept. I accept that Obi-Wan Kenobi is just a person in this other universe. Yeah, like in terms of the on the nose things, like... um, Especially when it like, comes to the spaceships. Like you've got TIE fighters and they look like bow ties. And you've got X-wings that their wings open up and they're in the shape of an X. Y-wings, B-wings, A-wings. Like those are all very much just on the nose. Yeah. I think it works for the universe because it's for kids. Right. Like kids just love when they figure that out. The moment they realize, oh, it's called an X-wing because it's shaped like an X. That's a big moment, I feel like, in... Among kids that are Star Wars fans, so. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's something when I was doing research um, on Rebels names, which we can get into in a minute, but uh, Dave Filoni, who is the creator, writer of the Rebels series, he said that that was the genius of George, that he would disguise this stuff and he didn't think about when he was kid when he was a kid, but realized it later. Like, like he was talking about like Han Solo, you know, the guy that's pretty much by himself all the time. Yeah. And then as an adult, you're like, oh, Solo, I <laughs> right. get it. And it's kind of like that for the spaceships too. You're like, oh, X-wing, right? right. It's the shape of an X. <laughs> but there's a lot of them, like um, General Grievous, and right. or like Greedo. We mentioned Greedo. Yeah. Sounds a lot like greedy and. Well, I think it goes back to what you were saying about him admiring 
Western movies and um, Flash Gordon. When you think about superhero names or villain names, they're also very usually on the nose. And I think Star Wars is silly, and I mean that in a good way. Star Wars is fun. and Yeah. So you get to be a little out there because you're in outer space. Yeah, so you can have this mix of names that sound very serious and fit in this world while also having these very silly-sounding names. And it all works because it's a, it's a lived-in galaxy. Right, because somewhere in the galaxy there's a person named Therm Scissor Punch. In our galaxy, you think there is? No, oh. but in the Star Wars. Oh, okay. There is no record... Of, of a data therm punch. In, in by the SSA of a therm scissor punch yet. Again, that will not be us <laughs> putting that name on record. John Scissor Punch Winters, <laughs> or just therm. I think not. Just therm scissor therm. punch Winters. People would assume you're like Batman. You're like a, you're you're lobster Thermidor. Yes. I should mention oh my Lego, gosh. Lego Batman. I didn't even think about that. The therm part. He's got these lobster lobster claws. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's see like yeah. See, it just we're happened just, to us, <laughs> like where we didn't yet. even realize <laughs> that that name is pretty on the nose, right? And like lobster thermidor. Oh my goodness, and and he's got therm- lobster hands. Scissor punch oh has lobster hands. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so many fun details the in the Star thing Wars that's ever names. Happened on this podcast <laughs> is us realizing how on the nose therm scissor punch is. I mean, the scissor punch I kind of get, right? But therm. I thought that was just a name. Beautiful. It's fantastic. Uh, Should we get into some of the symbolism of our of our main characters and other other Star Wars peoples? You got to start with Luke Skywalker. Luke Lucas. The name Lucas also means light, which is kind of reflective of Luke's character, like you know, the light versus the dark, good versus evil. Right, and being the protagonist of the original trilogy, it's all about light and who he is. He's the light side character. But then Skywalker, that name just evokes the sense of like power. And kind of a a space traveler. Like a, yeah, you know, true. Skywalker, like yeah. he can jump from planet to planet in his spaceship because he's a pilot. Right. I love that about that name, that it's kind of both. Like it mm-hmm. gives you the sense of like flight, almost like, well, you know, spoilers. We see Rey up in the sky. The first moment we see her in Rise of Skywalker is floating in the air. Right. You know, using the force to float. And so she is skywalking and, but then, yeah, it also has that sense of, you know, Luke's character in A New Hope is he can't wait to get off the planet. And then Ray, in a slightly different way, kind of wants to leave, but also feels this pull to Jakku, pull to the ground and doesn't want to. And so we don't really see her skywalking until the rise of Skywalker. Interesting. I like that. That's a Um, good point. Well, and speaking of Ray, that name, it just sounds like light, you know, a ray of light. A ray of light. We have Han Solo, which I mentioned, you know, his name, Solo, and he's often alone as a character. But I, And I had this thought um, the other day as we were thinking about this and researching it and how in The Force Awakens he tells Leia, well, Leia and Han are telling each other basically that they both went back to the thing that they knew best after Ben Solo turned to the dark side. Han went to smuggling and Leia went to being a general and leading people. But I think that Han also went back to trying to be on his own, other than, you know, he has Chewie with him, of course, but um, I think it's part of his personality and um, his journey that it makes sense that not only go he go back in terms of his occupation, but just in terms of um, socially, he went back to being alone as well. Yeah, he keeps all of his feelings and emotions to himself. He keeps himself solo and away from other people. Yeah. 
Well, and we can't talk about the name Solo without talking about the movie Solo, where we learn where he gets his name. Right, he's all alone, and so he has to come up with a last name, and he just... Well, and he doesn't even come up with it. The officer. The random imperial dude. Yeah, the random officer who's signing him up for the um, flight academy is like, Han Solo. Solo. <laughs> Which I know bugged a lot of people. It doesn't it didn't bug, bug me. me at all. It's fine. It's not really necessary, but it it is interesting that he says... I like that he's given the name versus... He puts the name on himself. So it's not like Scissor Punch. Right. A, a personally endowed moniker. It's, uh-huh. It was given to him still. Yeah, it's interesting because later when he's talking to Lando in the cockpit, he says, like, he mentions how his dad worked and helped build the YT freighters. But then when he's talking to the Imperials, he's like, I don't have any people. So interesting. what happened to his family? And it, it must not have just been that they died, but like abandoned him in some way or something. Because otherwise he would still want to keep that keep name. name. So then it's like, well, what is his real last name? We don't know. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. He's a nameless wanderer, but not really. Leia. We want to talk about Leia. Have anything to say about Leia? Besides that it's the most popular Star Wars name given to children. That's pretty awesome. She's pretty awesome. Amen. So so Leia, spelled L-E-Y-A, means the lion in Hindi, which is fitting. She's fierce. She's fierce like a lion. She's the fiercest, I would say. Ooh. Like... Especially in New Hope. I love her the most in A New Hope. Yeah. She's um, very feisty. Yeah. Like a lion. Yes. Uh, and then in Spanish, Leia, spelled that way, L-E-Y-A, is, it means the law, which she's, she's trying to do all these things. She's the princess. Yeah. She lays down the law. The reason we mentioned that spelling is because that was a name before before A New Hope. And it's like, we don't know if George Lucas knew these things or... Or if they just happened to fit. Yeah. But we're going with it. But it's fun to think about and look at the symbolism and how it fits their character for sure. Real quick before, Valerie's really excited to talk about Rebels characters. So excited. Um, Ben Solo. Ben, the name Ben just means son of. So son of Solo. There you go. Interesting. Pretty simple. Quick note before I talk about Rebels. I had also come across a couple of um, names from Legends that get reused, which is interesting. I didn't know that. So in the... Old books by Timothy Zahn, which he's got to be related to our pal Steve Zahn, right? There can't be that many Zahns around. Oh, Steve Zahn. Can you imagine Steve Zahn in Star Wars? He should be in Star Wars. He should be Star Wars. If, um, what's his name? Uh, Mariadoc gets into Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. Yeah. Then we should get Steve Zahn in Star Wars. Yeah. Let's push for that. Let's <laughs> start we, a... We have such power. <laughs> we can start a petition. Get Steve Zahn in Star Wars for the next Star Wars story. Absolutely. Whatever it is, he could do it. Yeah. He could be Baby Yoda grown up. <laughs> Flash forward on The Mandalorian and it's Steve Zahn in Just... a suit. Just hanging out. That'd be just as cute. With the Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> a Mandalorian helmet with ears. With the ears, Little yeah. metal ears. Exactly. Know. But yeah, so the author, Timothy Zahn, he wrote a bunch of books, and he introduced this. Uh, he introduced the character Mara Jade, and Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker have a baby named Ben, after Obi-Wan, old Ben Kenobi. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that they reuse the name and give it to Leia and Han's child. Yep. Also, a reused name, Rebels Season 4 spoiler. Skip ahead 10 seconds. Jason. Uh, Jason Solo. That was the son of Han and Leia. So they reuse that name for Hera's son. Because I thought that was interesting that they took some of the legend names, they bring them back. Um, I also ran across the... I didn't know that 
Thrawn was a character of Timothy Zahn's that comes back. Yeah, he's probably the most popular Legends character, yeah. so a lot of fans of Legends were really excited about that. But so. it would be cool to have Mara Jade come back as well. I'm not a Legends person. I don't know, like I know the names of some of these characters, right. but I know very little about their stories. But from what I read, she seems like a cool character, so it would be cool to see some kind of story of hers but now rebels characters i think i've mentioned before but rebels is like my favorite star wars thing of all time it's so good people like really go watch it it's on disney plus just watch rebels i don't feel like i was a true star wars fan until i saw rogue one and then i watched rebels and by that i mean not that they're uh i don't know what you'd call it, like deep cuts that nobody sees kind of a now right. now i'm a true fan but in a these are my favorite things that i have seen of star wars and so they convinced me to be they're the ones a that star grasp, wars fan they grasped you more than yeah other stuff has yes yeah they're just my favorite stories so we gotta talk about names i like that some of them are very on the nose like chopper yeah um you have dave filoni who said that chopper is a very destructive little character that causes problems and chops things up yes it's blatant but when the character work characters work and you like the character it doesn't matter and you just accept them like (laughs) (laughs) you just go with it because he's chopper and he chops things up and he might be my favorite droid (laughs) chopper's great he probably chopper's my favorite droid i'm going with it (laughs) and then another writer on rebels uh pointed out that that they did have a a conscious biblical sense to the naming of the rebels character um, to give this the story a sense of seriousness or purpose to the characters. Um, plus, he said that they were aware that there was an element of religiousness in the original films, and so kind of connecting to mm. that. Um, so some of those biblical style names you have Ezra, uh, Ezra Bridger. So Ezra is a prophet in the Old Testament, and I like that in Hebrew Ezra means help, um, which is fun because I feel like Ezra is. A help to the crew. He comes on later than everybody else. And for a while, he's a bit of a pest, but he becomes a great resource and a great help to the crew. Also, can we talk about the ghost and phantom and the phantom? Like, I love oh, Spectres. Spectres, yeah. Well, well yeah. The little ship's the phantom. The little ship's the phantom. They go so, by Spectre. Yeah, they've yeah. Got, I love that, like, theme that carries throughout. Yeah. Which is Hera. We know Hera named yeah, all of sure. them. Yeah. Because Hera's awesome like that. That's canon yeah. in my mind that Hera named them all. Probably. So Hera's ship, the ghost, and then, yeah, they've got the little phantom, which is a little, I don't know, a little shuttle. What do they yeah. call it? And then um, that they, each of the crew members are called like Spectre 1, 2, 3, Spectre 1 through the code 6. Name kind of a yeah, thing. code name. Yeah. yeah. Also, Ezra Bridger sounds like such a cow, like a pioneer cowboy kind of a name. Kind of does. Which kind of goes for that Western feel, even though right. it's, it's based on this biblical, always that was the idea. Heist. To me, it always felt just like a cowboy name yeah. which fits the star wars universe so. well and they mentioned uh dave filoni mentioned that they liked the name that growing up he liked that luke was like a real kid name like mm. somebody that you could see too and he and uh simon the other writer they both knew kids named ezra but they also thought it felt like a star wars name to them so to whoever those kids are that they know that ezra is kind of named after that's fun and then they picked the name bridger because the character is kind of a bridge between the prequel trilogy. Oh, that's cool. And the original trilogy. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, Hera. Hera, and I didn't think about this, but Hera is the name of uh, the goddess. Um, so like Zeus's wife is Hera. Um, but she's so she's like the queen of the gods. She's also the goddess of marriage and birth and women. So like she's basically the goddess of, of moms. 
So the fan <laughs> moniker she's been given is Space Mom, and that yes. totally fits her. And that totally fits her, even from her name to all of her actions. Um, but Hera also means protector. Which is like the most defining feature about her, yeah. I think. So. She, which is like a mom feature, too. Like yeah. She is always looking out for her crew and taking care of them, and, and even little things. Like She can tell when something's bugging somebody, and she'll like kind of have aside moments and talk with them. Like She's just... So in tune with her crew's need needs, and I just love Hera so much. Okay, Canaan has an interesting story name. Canaan, which sounds biblical because of the land of Canaan, um, but the name the name Canaan Doom is the name of a road in Malibu. Interesting. So that's fun. Which his is, real name is his real name is Caleb Doom, but yeah. and he goes by Canaan Jarrus. Yeah. So like a piece of each is in this road cool. this road name in yeah. Malibu. <laughs> But Canaan means friend or guide in some languages. And then in Arabic, Canaan means merchant or trader. So all of those kind of fit him. And again, guide is a pretty defining feature for his relationship, particularly with, with Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Right. He's the guide through the force. Um, Sabine Wren kind of fits the biblical thing because of the story of the uh, the Sabine women and the Romans. Yeah. And isn't Wren a bird? The way that's spelled, W. Yeah. Yes, yeah. a wren is can, a bird. She has a jetpack. So. She can be- <laughs> jetpack. She can fly. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's all I had on names. Rebels. I'm probably. I mean, I didn't talk about Zeb. I don't know Zeb's history name. It doesn't sound as biblical as the others. But. No. Jump into some other stuff. Poe. The name Poe means peacock. I didn't know which, that. Which I mean, he's a cocky kind of a pilot, right. so that fits him. Yeah. I, I love Poe. <laughs> and then a lot of the villains have these on the name. Have these on the nose names that we kind of talked about especially the names that they change we talked about vader sounds like invader sidious sounds like insidious tyrannus which is count dooku's darth name sounds like tyrant um plagueis darth plagueis the wise <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like a plague, plague. Yeah. yeah gross uh snoke sounds a bit like a snake and i think about like the stereotype of a snake sort of whispering in your ear and tempting mm. being a temptation which fits his yeah his character taking as well. them to the dark side and then dj so DJ from The Last Jedi, played by Benicio Del Toro. So his name is, um, it just means don't join. So that's not, I don't even think that's his real name. Oh. Um, and on his hat in Arabesh, which is the common alphabet in the Star Wars universe, says don't join. Um, and his whole his whole thing is about telling Finn, like, don't join either side. Like, just make your own way. Be your own person. Be in the middle if you have to, you kind of a thing. go your own way. Go your I can just picture Benicio singing that. Yeah, that's how he convinced Finn. Is he's like <laughs> breaks into song on the stolen spaceship, right? And then Finn's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna go my own yeah. way." Well, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna not join that name. That phrase, "Don't join." Ryan Johnson saw a poster from the '70s, '70s or '80s, Elvis Costello uh, punk band. They had, there was a poster, and it had some images on there, but it says "Don't join," and he liked that idea and so he sort of That's incorporated fun. that into benicio's character so many stories i love all the stories all right can we jump to because we're already you can already tell that we have a lot to talk about just with star wars can we jump to the weight of family names Wait, we talked a lot about before oh. i just have one thing about the i want to talk a moment about military names because i find that interesting okay like i like the idea that or i guess you'd call them titles um but i like the idea that they have a in star wars they still have armies and they still have navies like, I love that spaceships are still ships and therefore navies. And then they have navy military rankings like Admiral and Commodore and Grand Admiral and all of those. Like, I love that yeah. that carries across. I think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. 
and same with in the army they still have their normal like general and and lieutenant and captain and you know which is interesting because it's a different universe they could have completely different rankings yeah for their military but they sound so similar to ours except for the one and the only grand moff grand moff moff and grand moff there's m o f f not yes. moth like the I know small it sounds insect. like that. We were watching Mandalorian the other night and uh, there's a moth on there and I know they're grand moth like grand moth Tarkin and so I was telling Casey that when I'm a grandma I want to be called grand moth instead of grandma. I love it. Grand moth Valerie. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's my rules the family with an iron fist. <laughs> that is my title. Kind of fitting because a grand moth is like a civilian ranking to like that denotes governorship over a large sector of space. Like that's the the title is Grand Moff. There are a couple of places where the word Moff could have come from that are theorized. Like real world. Like stuff, real world yeah. stuff. Yeah. So um, Muff M U F F in German um, is a grumpy person. So that one's fun. That kind of fits Will Huff. Right. Will Huff the gruff. And then um, a Grand Mufti is the highest official of, of religious law in Muslim countries. And in the German translations of the movie, they use the word Mufti instead of Muff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that could be it as well. Um, but I love that you said that he seems like a grumpy person. A bit of Star Wars trivia for the audience. I'm sure Casey already knows this, but I thought it was so fun that Peter Cushing the actor who played uh, Will Huff Tarkin, Grand, Grand Moff Will Huff Tarkin, um, that his feet are big. And so in the first scene where he puts on the boots from the set, um, they do not fit and they're really tight and uncomfortable. And so he was just like in absolute pain. And he said that it was funny that he you know, like walked in, in in absolute pain, which is fitting because he's supposed to be like a grumpy character. Um, but then after that, he asked George Lucas to shoot him from the waist up, if at all possible, so he could wear the boots as little as possible. And so he wore, like, comfy little slippers on set. So when he's, you know, pulling the trigger to destroy Alderaan, he's, like, in slippers, which is just fantastic to me. Which I think it's the sign of a true villain anyway. He's like, no, no, I don't have to look the part to be villainous. I just am villainous. It's like Snoke in his gold robes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do look kind of like bathrooms. He's like, I'm comfy and I'm a villain. Deal I'm with it. I'm comfy because I'm in power. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why you become in power, right? So you can wear robes on the job. Um, but sense. Peter, I like this quote from Peter Cushing. In an interview, he said, I often wonder what a grand moth is. Sounds like something that came out of a clothes closet. <laughs> don't forget yeah. your moth. Yeah. When you head exactly. outside, <laughs> you're going to want that. That Grand Moff. <laughs> that Grand Moff from Grand Moff's Closet, you know. Exactly. Can we talk about the weight of family names? We've talked a lot about... I think we have to. A lot about given names, but let's jump into Star Wars surnames, particularly two from The Rise of Skywalker. There are just a few things that happened in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that dealt with names. Yeah. One of them being that I cried no less than five times yeah. during the uh, like the second half of that film. Yeah. We both loved it, for the record. So it, good. It really hit us on an emotional level, and so yeah. we both really loved it. And um, yeah, there's a lot of moments where I teared up and choked up as well, <laughs> yeah. particularly on the second viewing, because I, I would know things were coming, and then it hit me mm, harder. Interesting. It's, yeah. See, I've, I've only seen it once. I think we need to go see it again. It can be I'm your down. third and my second. <laughs> Can we talk about 
Ben Solo a little bit more and the weight of his family name or names. So Solo's interesting because he, I feel like he has the weight of almost three names. Like he's got Solo, um, so he's got the heritage of his dad and and who I can't imagine being the most affectionate father. Yeah. He seems a little more like a, you know, toughen up kind of guy. Right. Um, and I think he'd be the kind of dad who'd be like, well, I know he loves me, but he's never said it. Right. Which is why I think certain scenes in the last movie were extra poignant. Yeah. When you consider that he was probably not the softest father. But there he is, like, welcoming Kylo Ren. But it's also a memory. It is. So, and I feel like it's almost like what Ben wishes Solo would, Han, uh, Han like. would have been like. Or maybe, like, he's remembering him as he could have been. Yeah. As a father. Or maybe because... All kids kind of have a distorted view of a lot of things. True. And then maybe his view of his memory of his dad was maybe a little bit distorted and this was more Maybe this accurate. is more accurate. I don't know. Yeah. All interesting thoughts. But yeah, so he carries the name of the weight solo. I said he carries the name of the weight. Mm. He carries the weight of the name <laughs> solo. <laughs> um, but he also carries the weight of Leia's name, Skywalker. Well, I guess you could call it, man, I said three. I'm thinking four now because she's, she's, Organa. So there's like royal heritage there. But then she's also a Skywalker. So she he carries the weight of the name of Skywalker and Anakin. Um, but then he also carries the weight of the name Darth Vader, which is who he really tries to uh, connect with um, when he's trying to go to the dark, you know, when he attempts to go to the dark side. Yeah. Well, and he does. I mean, he, he does. goes to the dark he side. He does. For sure. For several wayward years. But it's very interesting to think about Leia. He's a very prodigal son. That's true. Because you think about Leia, she she's Leia Organa, then she but she's adopted, so she's really Leia Organa Skywalker or Leia Skywalker Organa. Organa. Mm-hmm. Then she also marries Han. I don't know that she would. She's the type that would take his name necessarily, but she's got this connection to the Solo family at least, the Solo Solo name. Enough so that they didn't name him Ben Skywalker Organa, or ben Organa. Solo. Yeah, they, Solo. they chose yeah. Solo, which is <laughs> they interesting. They didn't give him like five hyphenated names, but he yeah. still feels the weight of those. Well, I feel like Leia could have had this like identity crisis and mm. existential crisis about like who she is. She's right. got all these names and these pulls in different direction, and her dad's the most one of the most evil people in the galaxy. Um, but she grew up royalty, and but they're not her real parents. Like, there's a lot of turmoil inner tor- turmoil that she could have gone through and, right. and maybe she did and we'll need i always more wish stories, we got Disney more Plus. yeah i always wish we got more leia but i almost feel like the weight of that she didn't feel it but ben did in a way yeah the, the identity crisis of, to him yeah of who he is and what name fits him properly because i think he's got this you know he's got the force in him this connection to the jedi through the skywalker line so i think he probably feels that more than the solo thing and especially if if han wasn't a great dad i expect that the solo name meant very little to him but sometimes that's worse when a parent is distant and you like you don't feel a connection with them that's more of a burden right and that's what i'm i'm saying it just adds to the the turmoil and yes. that he's going through probably um, in terms of his identity. I want to talk about Ben in a, in a little bit, but let's jump to Ray. So Ray, Force Awakens, has no last name that we know of. She doesn't know who she is. Like she's just has that name Ray. 
and she doesn't really think she's special but then she's got this you know the force awakening in her then you jump to the last jedi where she's on a search for meaning and identity and you know ryan johnson always said that the hardest thing she could hear is that she doesn't fit anywhere that she doesn't have a place in this galaxy and she that she has to find her own path which is something that i loved about the last jedi that was one of my favorite things to that twist is she's not related to anybody and i'm not a huge fan of the i'll say i'm not a huge fan of the palpatine thing i don't know how you feel about it that the rise of skywalker sort of backpedaled a little bit on the last jedi right it seemed a little like you said it, it kind of takes away from the meaning that she is okay that she's a nobody and can still be a powerful force user but then you can i do appreciate the idea that with her being a palpatine and kylo ren being a skywalker that they are a you know a dyad in the force and as uh, Sheev says that they between the two of them their power together is basically the power of life like the two of them are the the holy grail grail the uh, elixir of life the yeah. sorcerer's stone the, <laughs> they are all of the above but I don't think that she needed to be a Palpatine for that story point to still work. Like she could have just been strong in the Force. It's like I the don't Harry... know. I think you kind of need the contrast. But, but I think the beauty of like the Harry Potter universe is that the blood doesn't matter. If you're magic, you're magic. The bad guys are the ones that feel like your bloodline matters. And I thought that's the way that the Star Wars was starting to go, to go. that your bloodline didn't matter. And then, well, it does because at the end she's a Palpatine, but she chooses to be a Skywalker. Right, and that's what I was going to say. So is her that, bloodline doesn't matter. Is that it's still her choice? Right, and that's what I was going to say. Is that I don't love the Palpatine thing because I do feel like it backpedals on the Last Jedi. However, if she has to be a Palpatine, I felt like they handled it pretty well in the sense that yeah, she chooses otherwise. She chooses the Skywalker name. Right, which that was the final time that I cried tears was that when the lady on Tatooine says, you know, Ray who? And she says, Ray Skywalker. And Luke and Leia are right there in their force ghost glory. And I just cried and right. cried. It's a powerful moment. Yeah. When she chooses that name. And yeah. I love that. That's that to me, that's better than her being related somehow. So but she has to choose Here's it. Here's my only thing, my question about being a Palpatine and she has his powers, like the lightning powers that we see her use. Yeah. Um, are those lightning powers, like are those solely dark side powers? Because I really want her to be able to still use lightning powers. The only other time that we see, I believe, the lightning powers is Count Dooku uses it. So it's mm. not just a Palpatine thing. Right, but it is a dark but, side thing. But there's a history of like, for example, through the original trilogy, we mostly see Darth Vader. He's the only one that we see choking people, you know, uh-huh. until Return of the Jedi. We see Luke use force choke on those Gamorrean guards. Uh-huh, and, and we so, see Baby Yoda. True, he's try, trying to do try that. Try to force yeah. choke. Um, but it, it uh, does seem to be carrot. usually implied as a dark side force power, except for Luke uses it. But also Return of the Jedi is dealing with Luke sort of dipping into the dark side, especially mm. toward the end of that movie, which Rise of Skywalker mirrors in, in some ways in that regard of her trying to deal with dark versus light a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if she can still use force lightning. That'd be cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know when you'd need to use it in a good way. Yoda like, does. Yoda Ghost does in The Last Jedi. Oh, he lights so, the tree on fire. So there you go. Okay, she's going to still use she it. She can still use Force Lightning. You heard it here. Yeah. We're the, <laughs> We're the We official. are the story group of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, it's us and... Uh, Pablo. Pablo. Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Yep. Yeah, that's a real person. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. The way you... Yeah, you know well, who Pablo Well, because all of a sudden I was thinking of 
Hidalgo and then I was thinking about the horse movie and I was like, wait, is that his real last name? And, oh, then, gotcha. and then I was like, yeah, that is his okay. real last name. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, good old Pablo. Yes. There's a whole group of story. That's one of the things I love about Rebels is there's so many behind the scenes like reasons for them writing the stories the way they did and they have interviews with Pablo and all of that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Well, and speaking of names changing, can we jump to that? Yes. Names changing because Ray's name, you know, goes from nobody to Palpatine to Skywalker. And then we have Ben, who's Ben Solo. He changes it to Kylo Ren and then back to Ben Solo. Can I talk about the symbolism of the name Kylo Ren for a second? Because I'm super excited about this. Sure. Super I know excited. nothing about the name Kylo okay, so, Ren. So Enlighten ben, me. So Ben Solo, you know, as you said, Ben means the son of Solo. He rejects his family name, which is a big thing in the Star Wars universe that the dark side people tend to change their name and right. as a way of, as a symbol of rejecting their Interesting past. that he never becomes a Darth. Why isn't he Darth something? Because he's not, he's not. Sith. Oh. He even says like, in The Last Jedi, the Sith Jedi, we should let it all die. And Snoke's not a Sith. Of course, again, The Rise of Skywalker erases that a little bit when Palpatine's implying that they're cloning Snokes or something. There's some weird stuff there. Do you remember that at the beginning? There's some no. Snokes in the tube. Uh-uh. You didn't see the, the tube Snokes? I didn't realize what they were doing there. But you remember how he says, like, I've been in your head I the whole time. I remember that he said that he has kind of been, yeah, yeah. planning and in charge yeah. the whole time. So Snoke's some sort of puppet. So for all intents and purposes, he was becoming a Sith. But mm. as far as Kylo was concerned, he wasn't becoming a Sith. It was some other dark side thing. Okay. Knights of Ren, Master of the Knights of Ren. Anyways, Another title for him. He re- he rejects the name of Ben Solo, becomes Kylo Ren. Kylo, which is not a name invented for Star Wars. It, it's not a popular name or anything before that. It comes from Latin. The name Kylo comes from Latin, Calum, which means sky, mm. which should give some indication of half of his lineage being a Skywalker. Right. But Ren, Ren means water lily or lotus. Now, a water lily and a lotus are the type of flower that they have the roots and and plant in the soil under the water and the flower is above the water Uh right and it's reaching for the light right reaching for the light that's good i didn't even think about that i'm reaching for the light in a way it's like floating on it's you know on top of the water much like you know it's water walking skywalking same kind (laughs) of same kind of imagery Mm -hmm. but also actually i'm just going to read this so i found this awesome article in Town and Country magazine that was just talking about the symbolism of water lilies and lotus has nothing to do with Star Wars <laughs> at all. But I'm going to read some passages. You mean Town and Garden doesn't have Star Wars articles? <laughs> I'm going to read passages and tell me if this does not describe um, Ben Solo and Kylo Ren's journey to a T. Okay, I'm excited about this. Yeah, so Town and Country, April 28th, 2017 by Katie Robinson. The title is The Secret Meaning of the Lotus Flower. With its roots based in mud, it submerges every night into murky river water and, undeterred by its dirty environment, it miraculously reblooms the next morning without residue on its petals. Okay, keep that in mind. And then I'm going to jump ahead on the article. The lotus stunned people with its ability to dip into the grime and revive itself unscathed, a cycle of life, death, and a sudden immaculate rebirth that can only be described as spiritual. So that's so good. Yeah, think about Ben Solo and Kylo Ren in that journey, and, and right, and he he dips into the dark side, into the murk, a lot, a lot. Yeah, he's real gross. Yeah, he's he's murdered people. He is not a mm-hmm. good dude. But Ray kills Kylo Ren on on the wreckage of the Death Star. He she kills Kylo Ren, but then she heals him, and then through the influence of not just Ray but um, his parents, his parents, Leia's. 
last-ditch force effort. Mm-hmm. And then the memory of, of Han all combined to help him find that rebirth and to reject the Kylo Ren side back to Ben Solo. So I love the idea of that the water lilies are on a daily basis dying and being reborn. And just like he's Ben Solo, then Kylo Ren, then Ben Solo. Plus, not to mention, we can just talk about water as symbolism real quick in the sequel trilogy. The Force Awakens, he and Rey, who are this dyad in the Force, fight on a snowy planet, right? The water is frozen. And then you jump ahead to The Last Jedi. They have their Force bond, their Force connection. The first object or thing to cross that Force connection is water. When he gets the water on his hand. Yes. Um, that's the first thing and the first indication that stuff, matter, can transfer through, through the Force. The force light years away yeah um which we see later in the rise of skywalker on a grander more epic scale of of stuff transferring um through space and then of course when kylo ren is destroyed and ben solo reborn it happens in the water in the water yeah well the wreckage of the death star he's yeah surrounded by water yeah there's even imagery of him walking through the water the water true i love that skywater lily is a good is a good boy (laughs) Good boy, Skywater Lily. I love him so much. <laughs> oh, Ben. Um, but then in terms of other dark side characters that change their name, you've got Anakin and Vader, Palpatine and Sidious, all these Darths. Man, we had so much more to talk about and we're already past time. Like I wanted to talk about Darth Maul and how he doesn't even remember his childhood name. So he goes by Maul, which is interesting because uh. he hates the Sith eventually, mm-hmm. but he still has to go by the name because that's the only name he has. Right. That's so interesting. Plus we should talk about, he's kind of a no-name character. There's also no names in like the Mandalorian. We right. don't learn his name for a long time. So, yeah, and a long he doesn't time. know his, does he remember his childhood name? I think that is his that name. That is his childhood name? I think, yeah. But we also don't know Baby Yoda's the child. name. Yeah. The child. And it's not even, a Yoda is a name, not the species, so right. we don't know the species name. It's like the Frankenstein thing where people just call the monster Frankenstein at this point, even though right. people know that it's yeah. <laughs> technically Frankenstein's monster. Like, right. we all know it's not actually Yoda, yeah. but we just, what else but do we do call But do we him? know that? Is it a Yoda clone? It could be like Snoke. Yeah, in a test tube somewhere. Yeah. All the baby yeah. Yodas. Which the namelessness of these characters in The Mandalorian is, you know, comes full circle. That's a very Western thing. The, the man with no name uh, Western, right. which is itself an homage to samurai films where they had nameless characters as well. Yeah. Full circle. So many good things with names in Star Wars. And we have loved talking about them. We hope you've loved listening to us talk about them. Oh, and we have a big announcement. Like we've had so much fun that I yeah. almost forgot. Oh, yeah. There's news. The Patreon. The Patreon is now live. Is live right the second. Head over to patreon.com slash hello from elsewhere and you can see the tiers. If you don't know what Patreon is, Val, do you want to explain what Patreon is? I don't know what Patreon is, Casey. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know a little about what Patreon is. So Patreon is a place where you can pay a monthly fee for different access levels to our podcast. Um, And you get special features and things depending upon what level you pay. And it's just a great way for you to help creators that you love continue doing what they love to do. Right. Podcasting isn't free monetarily, and it's definitely not free in terms of the time and effort we put in. So any support you can give, you know, is very, very appreciated. And um, and if you can't, that's okay too. Keep we listening. Love we love you as as our faithful listener, and thank you so much. Um, but there are some awesome benefits if you head over to that our Patreon, even just at the one dollar level. You'll get your name yeah. read at the end of, and of an episode. And not any strings attached. Like you can cancel at any time. Yeah. You know, if you run out of pocket money, 
That's fine. Yep. Cancel. Come no back judgment later. at all. Yeah. <laughs> and as a special thank you to our first 20 people to patronize us <laughs> to become our patrons, um, we are going to write you a special little thank you note. Handwritten. I'll uh, do some fancy lettering. I might doodle on there. Casey, I might do even some doodling. doodle Baby Yoda. My my BB-8 doodle is pretty good, but I've just started trying to doodle Baby Yoda, and uh, so you're basically getting some original artwork. Yeah, from from a non-artist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and then we highly recommend the three or five dollar tiers because they grant you access to Discord. Valerie, do you want to describe what Discord is? <laughs> You're giving me all the hard questions. <laughs> I'm also new to Discord, but Discord is a wonderful um, app, or you can go online. And uh, Discord is a basically a giant chat room where you can talk to like-minded people. At $3, you will receive access to our personal Discord. We've had lots of people mention that they love the episodes, but they find themselves talking out loud to us, and they're like you know, wanting to discuss things with us. Well, we are both active participants in the Discord and we would love to chat with you about yeah, our episodes Yeah, it'd be so much there. fun. It's literally the best way to talk with us about the podcast. And, yeah. and then that, our personal Hello From Elsewhere Discord is a part of the larger WBNE Network Discord general chat area. So you get access to that, which is the best community on the internet. That They're, is not a lie no, they or are hyperbole. So nice. Yeah. Valerie recently joined and it was like instantly hey welcome yeah They're like people are so nice there and it's a family friendly um type chat room so there's right. moderators they um keep things clean yeah, it's it is a it, great place yeah to be. if family friendliness is a concern to you it is moderated very very well mm-hmm. um i can't stress that enough so um we would love Which it it's hard to find in a lot yeah. of chat rooms and yeah. discords you're like oh i don't know what i'm gonna find there yeah this one's clean and it's wonderful and they share tons of wonderfully nerdy stuff so that's always awesome as well yeah it's a lot of like like-minded people that love movies and books and video games and want to talk about that but then they just talk about life as well and what mm-hmm. they ate for dinner that day and <laughs> all kinds of stuff so please yeah. please join us and again that's patreon.com slash hello from elsewhere to check out our tiers yep check out the tiers the one that i might be most excited about though is that if you uh, pay $18 or more a month, you, you become, become a <laughs> robot over- overlord of elsewhere. Yes. Casey, I love our names for these categories, <laughs> which was all you. The tiers have fun names. But the tiers yeah. have great names. Um, well, if you do that one, you can get a guest spot on Hello from Elsewhere, and uh, you'll, we'll do one of our interview episodes with you, and we'll talk to you about what your favorite piece of fiction is. Yeah. Which would be so fun. I want you guys to come on. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. There are other tiers. Go look at them all. Yep. See what fits for you. And we'd love for you to become one of our patrons. Well, we better uh, we better close out this Wrap episode. Wrap it up. Don't forget to engage with us on Twitter and Instagram at elsewhere underscore pod. And Hello from Elsewhere is a proud member of WBNE. Visit WBNE.org for more fabulous podcasts like this one. Dear listener, today's going to be a good day, and here's why. Because today, you're about to find your new favorite theater podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Eni, and we're the host of Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. And when we say casual, we mean casual. We don't know every show in existence, and we don't pretend to. Our show is mostly about how perfect Jeremy Jordan is. And what we would do if we met Lin-Manuel Miranda on the street. I would be unable to move or form words. This is a show for theater nerds by theater nerds. 
every Wednesday on WBNE. Sincerely, us. You're going to have to get used to that shtick. <laughs> we use it every single episode. <laughs> we love Eni and Becca. Oh, they're the best. Really, you should go listen to Sincerely Us. I have right now. re-listened to so many new, or re-listened to and listened to more new musicals lately since listening to them than yeah. in long, long time. Me too. They've gotten me into all kinds of musicals that I <laughs> didn't know were out there. And I like I like musical theater and I like musical movies, but uh, yeah. there's a lot out there I don't know and they're so awesome. So go give Sincerely Us a listen. And thanks for listening to us. The tides are rising, the second Death Star is being swallowed up, and we're getting out of here. Yep, like a bunch of water lilies. Rising from the muck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, happy beeps. Happy beeps. <laughs>